Hi, welcome back to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. If you're coming back every single week listening to new episodes, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for being here and enjoying the podcast and listening to it and also DMing me and letting me know what you love about the show. So today I got to talk to Brianna and she is so much fun. So let me introduce you to her first. So her bio is from college kid to agency owner. Brianna found her passion for creative marketing and strategies alongside a venti brown sugar shaken espresso working at a salon in New Jersey while attending Montclair State University. She was lost. Majoring in teaching felt almost surreal. She knew she wanted to teach, but not in these circumstances. So she dipped her toe into the social media marketing space and fell in love. From there, she further educated herself and to this day still learns more and more. I cannot wait for you to hear everything that we've talked about today, not just from like her current business setup and what types of clients she works with, but also the type of content she started putting out to grow from 1,700 followers to four to 5,000 in one year as a social media manager. And just there's so many good gold nuggets and advice and relatability and just being realistic about what it means to be in college, but also be a business owner and just all of the things that go into it. So I'm so excited for you to give this episode a listen. Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day, which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. I'm Shantae Gorman, founder of a six-figure social media management agency and mentor to social media managers. And I'm here to dish on the ins and outs of the social media management world without any of the gatekeeping that can come along with it. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll leave each episode inspired. Let's dive into today's episode. with Brianna and I am so excited. So I am not going to lie. I like snooped through your Instagram and your website and there were a lot of really, really good posts. And I picked a few that we're going to talk about because I think they're really valuable and my audience will really love them. But before we do that, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. When I got the email to be on the podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, because I, when I first started my social media career, like things did kind of kick off pretty fast. But when I was in my like beginning stages, when I first started to grow, I loved your content and I binged your content. And so it's just such like a pinch me moment to come here. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that. Well, I'm happy to have you here. <laughs> I'm excited to talk and get your perspective on things. So do you want to tell us like what your current business setup is like? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, I really do focus on just kind of full management. I'm not someone who really loves the whole content creation 
service. I do love content creation, but for me, I like to work with my clients from the beginning and kind of stay together. So instead of like six month contracts where I'm getting new clients and new clients, for me, it's more staying with the clients that I've been with since the beginning. So I'm kind of different. I dip my toes in uh, a few different waters. So I work with a few candle companies. I work with a brow and lash artist, a lot of beauty industry. I work with an injector, a facial specialist. She works with dermal skin therapy. So I really am just kind of into it all. And then, yeah, so I guess what I have added on is more one-on-one intensives because for me, I like to kind of connect with my client or someone who is going to be working with me face to face. And I feel like that's the best way you can help somebody. So yeah, so after the intensive, we kind of just stay together and I offer them to fill out their strategy and for free, like they give it back to me and I will go over the entire thing, write notes just to make sure they learn the right things in the intensive. So I guess something that I would say my business is really kind of built off of is Trust. Trust is one of my biggest things because there's a lot of misinformation in our industry. You know that better than anybody else. (laughs) And burnout is real. Like it is so bad. And I had my fair share. Listen, I want to say three to four months ago, I hit a really, really hard spot where I was not juggling my work and life, you know, balance. And I was just like, how do I move forward? I'm drowning. So I stopped kind of focusing and I know this isn't great, but it happens. I stopped focusing on posting so much on my personal account because I had the clients I really, really loved. And I feel like this is something we can kind of get into later, but building your social media presence and also your website to work for you while you're away is something that is so big because we need to take a break. I agree. And I think that burnout, I mean, I've been through it multiple times. Like it happens when you are running your business and you're having to create all the time. So like yes, knowing what to do and how to recover from it, I think are really important. Yes, I agree. It's the, it's the worst. And it's like, we try so hard to help everybody else and be that kind of person for everybody else. And when it comes to ourselves, it's just like, yeah, well, I'll do that later or I'll do my stuff later or I'll go for a walk later. And it's like, no, you should do it now. So you have that headspace to keep creating. Exactly. Yep. You got to take care of yourself or you're going to run out of juice. And when you run out of juice, it's going to take a lot longer to recharge. Literally. And it's not good for anybody. I did see this kind of, I think it was on LinkedIn or maybe it was threats. I don't remember who this is. So, so sorry, but they had said something along the lines of not taking care of yourself is kind of like doing your clients injustice in the long term because you're not going to be as excited to create their content. You're not going to be as excited to follow their goals because you're not even going to have the headspace to be able to envision your own goals. Yeah. I love that. And I think that really is a good way to frame it of like, it's not selfish to take care of yourself or like take some space and take time away from working in your business and serving your clients because at the end of the day, it benefits everyone. Yeah. I love that. So how did you get started in social media? That is probably my favorite question. I So when I first started, I was 18. I was working at a I was working at a wax spa. I was the receptionist and my boss had said, you know, do you want to run our Instagram? You know, I don't have anyone to run it and we're not posting. So I was like, 
yeah, like, sure, whatever. I was really excited. I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but whatever. So I started creating the content in-house. I started, you know, posting for them. I knew nothing about strategy. I knew nothing about outbound engagement. I was just kind of creative. I was a content creator, if you will. But I kind of posted for them, came up with captions and all of that. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. I love this. And I was getting paid $100 a week to do it. And, you know, that's, you know, a stab to the heart now. But at the time, I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God great on top of working the receptionist. So at a certain time, I kind of hit burnout with my job because I was also going to college at the time. I'm actually still in college, but I was going to full-time college at the time, full-time receptionist, and I was doing their content. So I was just like, I really love this, but I'm not loving the wax job. Like maybe I need to leave. So I started my Instagram while I was still working at the wax job because I was not making money if I left the wax job, but I just kind of decided, okay, we're going to make the page. And I started selling logos. Now, mm, I feel like we all go through a logo selling era. It's <laughs> not the best, but I did what I had to do. You know, now looking back, I would probably like cancel myself, but it's fine. <laughs> I dabbled a little bit in that and I was like, okay, this is not working. So I decided to switch my major. I was actually in school for to be a teacher. And I'm just like, I can't, I have brothers of all different ages from like 15 to two to three. And I'm just like, I could not teach any of you. So (laughs) I decided to kind of like switch over and I switched to business administration with a minor in marketing and I've learned so much. So with that being said, obviously they're not teaching me social media wise, but they are teaching me human behavior. They're teaching sales and all of that. So I kind of use that in my business to help me. Now I've done other resources and things like that, but I feel like now is such like a huge course era. Everyone's selling a course. Everyone's selling an ebook. Everyone, and yes, that's amazing because all the information is right in front of you. But you can do your research on your own because all of that information, yes, it's their experience, but they have learned it from doing their own research. It's just a time saver. So you know, if you're starting out now, I recommend you do your research. Uh, LinkedIn is really great for researching. Later has a really great blog. Like there are so many resources you can use, but I kind of decided, okay, you know, I'm going to do this full time. So my Thomas Blonde client, I'm still working with them to this day. They were my first client other than my wax client that trusted me. And they had like a post up about we're hiring a social media manager. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I reached out, I put my information in and I got a call from the guy. Now I was 18. I was a sophomore in, um, no, I was a freshman in college. And I'm like, oh gosh, like I was so nervous. I hop on the call and the guy was like, the phone number you provided us with was wrong. So that just shows your attention to detail is wrong, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I didn't get this. Like, it's going to go horrible. So I just continued. And I was like, I'm so sorry about that. Whatever. I mapped out my knowledge. I mapped out whatever. I ended up getting it. And I'm still with them to this day. So, you know, I did have a bump in the road. I didn't have a portfolio at the time. So this is something that really, I got very lucky that I got it, but I didn't have a portfolio. I didn't have the right contact information. Like it was just messy. So that's why I definitely recommend like getting the right kind of like systems in place, getting the right things. in place. Like you can even do like mock-ups. Mock-ups could be a great way to show people your creativity and all of that. So yeah, that's kind of how I started. And then from that Thomas Blonde client, I got a med spa client. And that's when I was like, I quit, like, love you guys, but gotta go. 
So I ended up quitting. And then after that, it just kind of started taking off. I, I started posting regularly. I posted like three times per week, but it, nothing was really coming of it until I kind of shifted my tone and I said, okay, you know, what are, what do people want from me? Yeah. Okay. Tips are great. You know, three tips to this, four tips to that. Okay. You want, but what is it doing? It's just, okay. Yeah. It's engagement. I want people to work with me because they were so captivated by my carousels that they were like, wow, like this is like reading a little magazine. Like I had someone say that like swiping through my carousels were like reading a Colleen Hoover book. Like I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like that. Wow. Frame that, print that out and frame it. (laughs) I said, that's going to be my new mission statement. (laughs) But even with that being said, it's like, People need something interesting. Like they're on social media for a reason. They're not following brands because they have like, yes, of course they're following brands for their aesthetic and the good product and stuff like that. But if they don't have a good story behind it, that's my thing. Storytelling. Storytelling is one of my favorite things to use because at the end of the day, someone can envision themselves going through the experience of booking with you or purchasing with you when they know the experience you offer. Like they have an experience from the minute they follow you, from the minute they go on your website. And that's why setting up your website for not only easy selling and easy checkouts and all of that, but an experience where they can get to know the founder without getting too personal, where they can get to know why you created that product, why you created that service. You know, People are going to make informed decisions when they have all the information. They can't just, you know, guess. So yeah, I think that's something I really, really focus on and I stand on is the storytelling and just making things easier. We have a tendency just to make things harder for ourselves as human beings, especially as time goes on. And it's like, be that brand that makes it easier for that person. You know what I mean? Like, let's say we go to the grocery store and we don't make a list and we're just like, what am I going to get? Am I going to get the pancakes that are gluten-free? Am I going to get the pancakes that are dairy-free? Am I going to get the pancakes that are $2.99? You know, what is going to make it easier for me to make a decision? And I find this with the Goodles brand. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but they're like protein mac and cheese, but they have vegan. They have a story on the back of their box and it tells the story of their you know, kind of brand journey and why they got there. And Tonic actually posted about them. I ran to Target that same day. I bought Goodles. And I kid you not, that was like maybe a year ago. I eat them once a week. Nice. See, the story hooked you. Exactly. Builds brand loyalty. Exactly. So that kind of leads me Everything you post is golden. There were a few that I really wanted to kind of ask you about. And that was not convincing your audience that they need your product, but making them excited about it. Can you expand on that for us? Yes, absolutely. So kind of piggybacking off of what I said before too, is like, no one needs a mac and cheese. No one needs a certain brand of headphones. No one needs a certain candle. There's millions of non-toxic candles out there, but what is going to get them to buy a Thomas Blonde candle? And it's, the thing is, is inclusivity has been such a big thing nowadays, which is great. I'm glad that everyone's getting their time in the spotlight. But I saw this post the other day and it's really good to note that sometimes exclusivity is a good thing. Equinox is exclusive. You got to have money to be able to have the experience to work out there. You know, Goyard. Goyard doesn't even have stores in the mall. Some do. There's like a, like a little amount of Goyard stores in the world. And it's like, 
when you get that bag, that's an experience. You want that bag because not just, okay, it's, it's luxury, but it's unattainable. So think about the experience that you go through from getting that bag or getting that membership at Equinox. It's that special feeling that it makes you have. You feel like the top 1%. You feel good. And even if it's me, listen, I don't make a lot of money. I'm just, I do this because I love it. I'm in college still. All my money goes to college. But at the end of the day, for me, it's like, okay, if I'm going to buy something, it's going to make me feel really good. And I want to buy something that's going to make me feel good. Like for example, I bought my iPad. Do I use it a lot? No, (laughs) I wish I used it. But with this iPad, when I bought it, I was like, I'm going to get my life together. I'm so, you know, confident. I'm productive. I'm blah, 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 blah. I don't use it. I'm not productive. But in the moment I got this head rush of like, okay, yeah, it's $500, but it's an investment, Uh an investment. I, I mean, I don't use it, but at the same time, it made me feel really good. So brands like Apple has that kind of exclusive feel. Yes, a lot of people have iPhone. Yes, a lot of people have, for example, these headphones. Everybody on the internet was breaking their necks for these headphones, trying to get them. Blah, blah, blah. I don't love them. I'm not going to lie to you. But I love <laughs> them because yeah. everyone's walking with them and everyone's excited about them. And it's just like, how can you get that feeling? So for me, you know, we're in a very bad economic time, I feel like, and when it comes especially to America, a lot of people are struggling, a lot of people, you know, whatever, but we still need that happiness. We still need that, okay, I'm still going to, you know, treat myself to something like a coffee. We could make coffee at home. There's no need to go out and get a coffee, but we want it because it makes us feel good in the moment. So appealing to those emotions. And I had a post that talked about appealing to people's emotions and people in the comments, it hit the explore page. And sometimes that's a great thing. And sometimes it's a very bad thing. Yes. (laughs) I got a bunch of comments saying like, oh, you know, preying off of people's emotions is blah, blah, blah. That's corporate America for you. If you're not going to do it, another brand's going to do it and they're going to get all your clients. And it's just, it is a cold world. I'm sorry. If life worked that way, well, we wouldn't have all the bad things that happen. Like it just is what it is. I work in marketing. I'm not a, po- a politician. But even with that being said, you know, for my clients, this is what I do. I kind of try to put myself in the customer kind of like shoes. So what I'll do is, is, and this could be good for other social media managers, is I will sit there on their website scrolling and I will say, you know, what would make me click on this product and buy it? Is it because it's cute? Is it because of the wording? So for me... I'll kind of use my client's sticks. For example, these are just literally a clear acrylic box. And um, if you're on audio, it's a matchbox. But just a matchbox, nothing special about it, but it's cute. So, I mean, I got it for free, but regardless of the point, (laughs) someone who's going on there to buy it, you know, I want that to pair with my maybe accent table decor. I want it to pair with my coffee table or I want it on, you know, you can envision yourself using that in different areas of your home. That's why styling like UGC photos and, you know, product photos, product photos don't do well with white backgrounds. You want it styled. You want it styled in a home so people could say, wow, I want that in my home. And, you know, who does a really good job of that? I feel like I forget her name, not Joanna Gaines, Studio McGee, they do a really, really, really good job at staging homes where some of it's luxury and then some of it's normal. Like you can envision it in a normal home. 
Joanna Gaines also does a really good job with that. They're in Target. And for example, I had a coaching call with this one girl. You've probably seen this before, but Pretty Pep Talks, they have a calendar. Now, I don't need this. I have six planners for 2024 that I haven't even touched or 2023 that I haven't even touched. Fine. But there is something about this that I bought with my own money that is just so sleek, so nice, and it's going to help me remember the date. Do I need to remember the date? No. I have Google Calendar right open on my computer, but it was cute. I can envision it in my space. I'm a gold and white kind of gal. I like gold. I like whatever. So it's kind of reading into what your audience is currently into. So for example, she knows her target audience. She knows that her stationary people are going to be into personalized stationary. They're going to be into desk calendars with gold and the luxury kind of look. So my client, Thomas Blonde, they're into more of the attainable luxury. So yes, it looks luxury, but it's not super expensive. Like candles run $30. Now that's not bad. Nest is you know, a little more expensive or let's say, I don't know the other name of the brand, but it's a big candle and it's like $70. And it's just like, are you crazy? So it's kind of obtaining to that kind of luxury, but also attainable because now our economy is in the gutter. No one's treating themselves to $50 candles and thirty. like, it's just, it's a lot. And a lot of people are struggling. So it's kind of like empathizing with them. Like we understand we understand, you know, you're struggling, but guess what? You can have luxury without breaking the bank. So it's just kind of really playing into your mission, really playing into who you're trying to target. And it's different for every brand. Of course, I could sit here and explain for every brand, but you guys would be bored. <laughs> it's just like why Starbucks can screw up your drink a thousand times, but you're still going to go there every time that you're taking a road trip or every time that you're going out. Every time I go to Starbucks, something's wrong. This morning I went there and got a turkey bacon sandwich with no cheese. I had to do a loop around because they put cheese on it. And it's just, and the sticker said no cheese. But regardless (laughs) of the point, it's just like, it's that obtainable kind of thing. It's like, okay, I deserve a luxury coffee or I deserve to go and get myself a luxury water bottle because I want to. Everyone talks about the Stanley and they're like, the Stanley's so stupid. But it is stupid. But guess what? I'm still going to buy it. (laughs) Still going to buy it. (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's the reality of it. Hi there. This is Ad Chante popping in to let you know about the Sugar Punch template shop. Inside the shop are done-for-you templates that I created specifically for social media managers and digital marketers so that you can seamlessly plug and play and have a professional business without losing any more sleep. We all know we need more of that. From a pricing calculator to an onboarding welcome packet to an all-in-one social media calendar, as in you can create, revise, and have clients approve it all through Canva. Love how simple it is plus a case study template with 100 proven copy ideas to impress your clients and a social media marketing proposal template. I've got you covered. Shop the affordable templates or get the discounted bundle, you do you, at my website. I'll link it in the show notes for you. Now back to today's episode. There's a difference between using emotions to understand your audience and know where they're at and how to position your product or being like skeezy and gross and manipulative about it. Like there, there's a difference there. They're not the same. 
Absolutely no. And there's a huge trend going on right now, like debunking, which I'm loving because like I am someone who hops on TikTok and looks for the next thing to buy. And I don't need to do that. I am on a college budget. So with that being said, like I want to be debunked. I want to buy the $30 Birkenstocks instead of spending $112 on Birkenstocks. I want to buy, you know, a cheaper sweater than I'm going to buy from Lululemon. Like it's just, you have to know your different target audiences. If you're going to make something similar to Lululemon, you're going to target more people who are in college or stay at home moms who need to save a little bit or, you know, but without saying like, we're cheaper than Lululemon. It's just kind of like, how can you learn to speak to them? And that's your brand voice is going to really kind of carry you through. That's why I think copywriting is one of the most important things. Like I, branding is a hundred percent important because you need to learn your tone of voice first, but for your website, I do recommend like for businesses, obviously for us service providers, we know what we're offering. We know sometimes a copywriter can really help. I have a copywriter on my team, but if you're a product-based business, hire a copywriter, please, 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 please do. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's very underrated, but it really goes a long way. Cause like, even if you're a social media manager, you have a client, the product looks great. Everything is set up properly. But then when your audience goes over to the website, cause they want to purchase, if your copy sucks, they're not going to purchase. Like you're going to lose them right there. Right there. No. And that's the thing too. It's like, I will go on, you know, a brand's Instagram and I'll say, Oh, this is really cool. Whatever. I'll look at their product photos. They have cool product photos, you know, but then the caption will just be like lotion made of blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, oh, what is that going to do for me? Is it for oily skin? Is it for dry skin? Like, who's it for? Yeah. It gives you no information whatsoever. <laughs> it's frustrating. It's like, hire someone, please. It doesn't have to be me. Just anybody. Yeah, exactly. You need a little bit of help. I love that. Okay. So... You went from 1,700 followers to 45,000 on Instagram in a year, and you attribute this to changing the way that you spoke to your audience. And I know we kind of touched on that, but if you want to delve a little bit deeper, I think that would be really interesting. Absolutely. So I think last year around, I want to say November, is when I decided to kind of switch things up. And at first it was really like, it was kind of switching my tone of voice because before I was just like three tips too. If you're a business like this, you should blah, 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 blah. Like more of like an educational tone of voice and it's like no one cares. And I kind of had to humble myself and realize that nobody cares. And um, so then I just decided, I was like, okay, maybe I need to talk to them differently. And it took a while. Like in the beginning, it was a little weird for me. Like I'm someone who's very shy. You probably wouldn't think that by reading my content at all. It's like my alter ego. I feel like Hannah Montana or something. (laughs) But I am extremely shy. And as I do these podcasts, I feel like I'm a little less shy. But like, if you listen to my first podcast that I did with Danielle, she's amazing. She's a website designer and branding expert. And let me tell you, I was shaking and sweating the whole time. But I just had to realize, and I think that having experience as you go through really helps you be able to talk to people because what we don't realize is we're getting told things every day. Like our audience is showing us or telling us something every day, whether it's a comment, whether it's, you know, certain engagement that they maybe engage with or maybe saved. Maybe it's, you know, 
your stories, someone who really resonates with your stories and swipes up all the time or your DMs and, you know, different things like that, that can really help attribute to how you're going to talk to your audience. Cause you could say, okay, I had a conversation with this girl the other day. That's a great piece of content. How can I turn it into content? So then I thought I talk to people all the time. I talk to them. I'm like, oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, that, or I'm like, screw this or screw that. And you know, so it's like, they like that. A lot of my audience likes that. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to talk to them. And what's the worst that could happen? They don't like it. Okay. So I switch back or I start a new one and get a new identity. I don't know, but you know, it ended up working out really well. And what I did was, and this is going to sound crazy. I talked to my wall. I talked to my wall the way I would talk to a friend. And I also, when I'm done writing the copy of everything, I've never told this to anybody else. Ooh, we got a secret. A little bit of a secret. I've never said this on any other podcast. What I'll do is I'll call my boyfriend in here and I'm like, can you sit here and listen? And this is embarrassing for me because like, he doesn't hear me say like bestie and this and that. And like, it's a little cringe moment for both of us, but it's fine. So I run it by him. And then not only do I run it by him, I run it by my, she's like my everything in this business. She is my copywriter. She is my assistant. She is one of my closest friends too. And I have her, you know, read it and uh, she will she will tell me what is wrong. She will tell me there is typos. There is this, there is that. She's like, you're punctuation, you're this, you're that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But then I was just like, I'm human. If I put up something with a typo, if I put up something with the wrong asterisk or the wrong whatever, who cares? So then I just started leaving my typos in there and people would literally like it. It's not like I did on purpose, of course, but they would be like, that's so me, or, you know, this is too real. And I'm like, you know what? It is real. Let's stop with the fake. And that's one thing about me is I'm a little unhinged. Like I'm shy, but like with my friends and my family, like they're like, Brianna, just shut your mouth. (laughs) And you know, there, listen, that's fine. But even with that being said, it's like your audience wants real. They don't want the fake perfect this and like, that's why I don't get into TikTok. I listen, I, I get some hate mail. And some hate DMs and some hate, you know, comments on Instagram. TikTok is a different breed. You go on TikTok and you get eaten alive. Like, yes. No, thank you. I will keep all my controversial opinion. I think I would do pretty well on TikTok. My only thing is like, I just cannot deal with the backlash. And just knowing your kind of boundaries is what is going to help you in this business because Mm -hmm. not doing that is going to burn you out. But when it came to writing my content and, and everything like that, I implemented it slowly. I didn't just go into it cursing and going into it, whatever. And like when I curse, I like asterisk it. It's not like I do the full word. I'm yeah, I'm a prude. <laughs> but at first, you know, I never got bad feedback of, of nasty. Like, like I've never gotten like, oh my God, you shouldn't curse or oh my God, blah, 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 blah. Like, thank God. You know, I feel like everyone's in their cursing era. But when it comes to social media, there's this icky feeling that kind of makes people intimidated to create their own content because everyone's against everyone. And it's like, there is enough room for everybody here. That's my kind of philosophy. Like you want to sell something, sell something. You want to, you know, create something, create something. Listen, I've had people copy me so many times, but who cares? Like they're not getting thousands of followers because they copied me. Like, right listen, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. You're going to find your voice one day. It's going to happen. Right now, you might feel like you need to piggyback off of other people. You might feel like you need to, how do I say, like, you might need to kind of get inspiration elsewhere. And inspiration's great. But 
you will find your voice one day and you'll look back and you'll be like, oh, why did I even have to do that? Or, oh, like I shouldn't have done that or whatever. But it's a learning experience. That's one thing that I have to tell myself too. I've made bumps in the road. I've made contract issues. Like everything happens and you learn from it. So it's like jumping into this is scary, but at the same time, the only thing that I would tell you is just research and have the right information because having the wrong information can not only harm you, but can harm clients that come to you. And I just went on a tangent that had nothing to do with the topic, but it's totally fine. No, you are fine. This is all very valuable information. And I am right here with you. At the end of the day, there's just this stigma to be perfect. And there's no such thing as perfect. You think people in corporate jobs don't mess up here and there. Like, my mom works a corporate job and she'll call me and she'll be like, oh no, I messed up. And I'm like, we're human. Like we are all human. And that's what people forget, especially with the AI and all this other crazy stuff. It's like, no, because at the end of the day, people are going to buy from a brand that they feel actually connected to. You can't have a robot writing your copy and then expect people to be like, oh yeah, I resonate with that. I'm going to buy it. Like, yeah, no, you're not. And so it's just, it's hard. And I'm not going to lie. Like a lot of people think that, you know, cause I have a lot of followers, like I'm really whatever, like I'm established. I lose my mind every day. I lose my mind every single day, every day without fail. I am not the girl boss organized, blah, 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 blah. No, I have a chaotic life. I got out of bed at eight 30 this morning, eight 30. Is that early or late for you? That is late for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure which direction you were going with that. <laughs> no, no, uh, that's late for me. I, my boyfriend, we're laying down and I just look at him and I go, I got to get up. It's eight o'clock. He's like, it's only eight 30. And I'm like, eight 30. And I'm <laughs> out of bed. So like, it's always chaos somewhere. Like your business is not going to run like a smooth oiled engine all the time. It's just not like I'm going I'm actually leaving for DR this Sunday and I'm going for two weeks and I'm working one of the weeks, but like the work is so minimal and I'm thinking to myself, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be away. What's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? Oh my God. Am I going to have wife? Like my brain is going a million miles per hour. And yesterday, I don't know if you agree. I hate getting my nails done. It's like the the worst thing possible. (laughs) Like It is just like, just put me in a room, in a white room with literally nothing to do. And I'd be more happy to be there. So I sit down, I'm getting my nails and I kind of snapped a picture and I was like, you know, what's going through my mind today? Uh, and I've asked a bunch of questions and I was like, to answer your question, yes, I have anxiety. And a bunch of people swiped up and they were just like, oh, I resonate with this. Like, I always think that something's going to go bad when I'm away from my business. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you're not alone. And I did also see something from this amazing social media manager. Her name is Hannah. She had posted something like, I think it was just like kind of like a chaotic day she had. And I swiped up and I was like, oh my God, I have more of these than you know. And she's like, oh my God, so many people said the same thing to me. And so she's like, I just, I feel like we all don't have it together. And we all don't have it together because we're human. (laughs) Everyone thinks like, oh, you know, they have people working for them and they're just kind of like sitting there chilling. I wish I could chill. I don't think I've chilled since I was born. Like I, (laughs) I'm serious. Like my brain is on, like I'll lay down and I have a million things running through my brain. Okay, what's going to happen? And I'm just like, calm down, calm down, calm down. (laughs) Like there is no reason that you need to be like crying over nothing. And it's, it's, it's a lot of stress. It's something you have to be ready for. I was not. 
I think it's hard to like actually prepare yourself for it. Because if it's something you haven't experienced, you're really not sure what's coming. And I mean, it's going to be stressful. There's going to be really chaotic days. There's going to be really good days. But it's just like hanging in there and knowing that that experience of not having your shit together is normal. Like everybody feels like that. It is. And like another thing too is there's such a pressure because I feel like, like I had said before with the AI and everything coming out, like, yeah, I guess pressure that we feel that we're like, we have to be perfect all the time because people are saying that, you know, copy AI is going to replace copywriters and, you know, magic AI on Canva and all that stuff is going to replace social media managers. But at the end of the day, I don't believe that. And that makes me even more confident in my craft and what I do because I'm I'm not going to let a robot who doesn't even have the right information ruin me and from my job. And it's like a lot of my clients don't even like, they don't even want to touch AI. And I love my clients. My clients are the best. Like I, they are the best, but they'll always tell me like, oh my God, I love the content. And oh my God, this and and those compliments. Cause sometimes I'll feel like, oh my God, I haven't spoke to my client in a week. Like they haven't said anything bad, but they haven't said anything good. And like, I'll be going through my head. I'm like, I need to reach out to them. So I'll reach out to them and be like, hi guys, you know, I hope everything's doing great, blah, 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 blah. Please let me know if you guys need anything, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll just get back to me and like, oh my God, everything's approved. Everything's great. Thank you so much for everything. Sorry, we just had a hectic week. Yeah. But everybody's having a hectic week, you know? So it's just like nothing is going to run smoothly. Even our politicians, even our other people, like our government and everything, everyone has a bad day. Let's normalize having a bad, chaotic, crappy day because it's- yeah. It happens. It's part of the human experience. And it just, it is what it is. It is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have loved talking to you. Where can everyone find you? You guys can find me on, not TikTok, but um, you guys can find (laughs) me on Instagram at sociallybree, socially with two Ys. And then my website is sociallybreemedia, one Y. <laughs> Perfect. And I'll link it in the show notes. So it's super easy for everyone to find you. Go check her out. DM her. Let her know that you listened to the episode. And that's how you found her. Thank you so much for coming on here, Brie. This was so much fun. This was so much fun. And I'm like fangirling right now. Like I cannot <laughs> wait for it to come out. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. You're too sweet. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you later. Yes. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh my gosh. She's so much fun. This conversation, just, I laughed so much. Definitely go follow her over on Instagram. Let her know that you listened to the episode and you loved it. And if you have any friends who are social media managers that are struggling with this, want to connect, are looking for a community, share the link to this episode with them and help them out. And if you're not already following this podcast, make sure you hit the follow button or the plus button in Apple Podcasts so you can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop, online courses, and mentorship program by going to my website at sugarpunchmarketing.com. And while you're there, make sure you join my safe, supportive community created exclusively for social media managers. It's 100% free to join and packed with really amazing resources, trainings, and people. See you next time.